know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome back to the Heart Sing Podcast. Addie B here, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and wow, 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 you guys. I have so much to share this week, and once again, the magic of the universe and the synchronicities are in full force. Or maybe I've just stilled enough to catch more of them, but this week has been full of them. I am not even sure where to start because I'm so excited and I feel like things are connecting for me. But as with everything I do on the podcast, I like to share with you through my experience of it and in the moment if possible and encourage you to have your own experiences. You know, we go through and we gather this knowledge, and that's for sure part of our quest on as we become. But as we test things for ourselves, we put that wheel in motion to become that next version. And that's where the magic is in the doing of it, in the becoming, in the experiencing of it for ourselves, whether we like that thing or not. Today, my quest is to leave you thinking about what type of journey of self-discovery are you on and can you expand it? Can you grow by getting more help, by asking, by opening yourself up to the universe, by finding more like-minded people, by practicing the art of being? We're going to take a look at this through the lens of the heroine's journey, our evolution as we balance the energy of our world and as we grow and step into our own true self. So magical already. Hey, yeah. Before we crack the nut open about the huge revelations I had about my quest this week, I want to give you the setting since I'm not one of those podcasters that's ever just in her office, so to speak. And I know many of you tune in to hear where I'm at or what my latest adventure is, or so I've been told anyway. I am still in Oregon with my friend Babs that you heard on last week's podcast, and we have a couple other amazing women coming up next week. One of them, Renee Spears, who, as you know, I adore and I seek for guidance and to speak with my spirit guides. I am for sure roping her into the podcast too, and I was on hers a bit ago, so I'll link that below for you if you didn't catch that. By the way, the energy update for the week on her podcast, the Umbundology podcast, so good. Harvest moon, baby. And not only is this considered a lucky full moon, but we're in Libra season. And this season, Renee tells us impossible problems become solvable and there's all kinds of magic. Even cooler and in alignment with our heroine's journey theme today, it's about energy of balance and abundance. Since we wanted more of this energy and abundance, Babs and I did, we did what Renee instructed on the podcast, and we danced in the field out back here naked in the full moon. All right, you guys, this is game-changing. Not so much about the naked part, because I've already come to embrace that. You might remember the naked mountain pics I did in 2018. As I was, you know, I've practiced and learned to truly love my body at all shapes and sizes over the years, really my entire life, which is why I did the naked mountain pics when I was easily, I would say 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And yep, 
I stripped down on the mountain and my friend the shark took some professional grade photos of me. I'll post them in the Facebook group. And don't worry, you can't see the important goods. (laughs) It's the idea of being naked. Now that I think about it, the shark was in my radiator group too, that accountability group that Babs is in that we were talking about last week. (laughs) I just realized I seem to be naked with these women a lot. (laughs) Anyhow, you guys, being naked dancing in the moonlight? I was a little skeptical, but it was totally liberating. It felt so good to just be free, to have my feet in the earth, to hold my arms up and just let it shake like I do in the mirror in the morning in the shower. But outside and in the freedom of the full moon, uh, heck yeah, it was so fun. It was pretty dark still, even with the full moon. But the energy, the ground under our bare feet as we danced, just fun. And then we heard a noise from next door and ran in the house like a couple of teenagers getting busted and laughed our asses off. Good times, my friends. So this is your first lesson on the Heart Sing podcast this week. Dance naked in the moonlight whenever possible. This, by the way, is also embracing your feminine energy, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Another piece of magic this week and also playing into uncovering more about my personal heroine's journey is the project I'm working on for this weekend, which incidentally, if you are listening to this in real time on release day, Friday, you can still get tickets. It's on Saturday. It's fall camp for the sisterhood. And for the first time ever, I decided to open up this portion of our event to the community outside of the sisterhood. So anybody, so you can invite your friends, just you more the merrier. And so we've opened up Saturday. This is the day I bring in guests to share their magic and help us reset our bodies, minds, and souls with intention as we go into the next quarter. So I call on my friend, Ginny Vestel, the amazing life coach of Woo, uplifter extraordinaire, and she's co-hosting with me. I told Jenny about my theme of the Game of Thrones, and she was um, about winter is coming, it's called. And she was inspired to bring the dragon energy, which, come on, how fun is that, right? And then we've got the biohacker coming in. You might have heard her on the podcast, and she's recently um, received results back. She reversed her age like 15 years. What? She's going to show up and give us tips and tricks. And she, by the way, is a big, important part of my heroine's journey too, which is why this is all relevant to the podcast. Mary Beale Adler, who also happens to be my aunt. And we have two more women from my group who have been attending the Chopra Center, learning about Ayurvedic health, the age-old life science that shows us how to intuitively and naturally heal and nurture our bodies. And you've probably heard me talk about that on the podcast as well. So we have Paula Lightseeker McNabb, and she's going to share about Ayurvedic routines, and Anne Diamond Cobb-Smith, and she's telling us about our chakras and how to balance them for the season. These two women from the Me First Sisterhood bring me to why I'm sharing this all with you here today on the podcast. I've had the honor of guiding them in some aspect on their journeys and creating them their future selves. So I've had a front row seat to see them go from starting to wonder what if to making it happen. And with this event, they're stepping into the arena to play and they're going to be sharing on the Ayurvedic doshas and chakras, but I am beyond excited to showcase these women because this is a gathering of women and we're doing what we've done for centuries, sharing our knowledge, energy, and love. And this part is just so exciting for me to see others 
daring to step into the fear of the own unknown to try things they've never had. This is a quest, right? This is scary stuff, you guys. And I know because I feel it every day. People don't think I do, but I do. I want to shut down almost every time I try something new, but I use the tools I've created and the people in my life that I've brought to me to push through and get what I need. And this is part of the quest. This is what the Heart Sing podcast is all about, or at least what I intend for it to be about in everything I do at Namaslayer to give women encouragement, support, and tools they need to find their zone of genius and start living in it. And almost as a byproduct, we increase our health. But more importantly, we meet our true selves. And some of us for the first time, as we become creators of life, and we see we experience the experiencer, that, of course, is in the stillness that we greet her, that we listen, that we start to hear our true desires and dare to believe we can. The podcast and community is also about making it happen. So we actually step into our dreams. We act. I love this part of what I do, and I can chant again and again, rise, sister, rise, all of us. I want to help all the women everywhere rise into their genius to meet their magic maker. It's right in there. To seek it. And this is the part of my heroine's journey. And I'm gathering women and some men on my path. You'll see as I explain the differences between the hero's journey and the heroine's journey and how this is such a big aha and perfect to roll into our theme this week. Anyhow, the point of this was to share how I have all this massive creative energy flowing right now. I'm in this beautiful place in Oregon, surrounded by nature and friends. I finally feel like I'm getting in balance again after my trip. I felt a bit off when I landed and I felt the overwhelm start to come in. The old, I can't possibly do everything I need to do to make it all happen. The podcast, my coaching groups, the me first group, the camp much less write the book, right? I felt that old fear rear her head and felt that familiar pull to shut down to just lose myself in Netflix and the covers for the day. Instead, I used this increased awareness. I was like, ah, fear, I see you, sweet child. Don't you worry, we've got this. It took a few days of writing to fear and dragging myself out of bed to get to my yoga mat and meditation, fine-tuning my learning algorithm to move through it. And she's finally agreed to be here with me in this moment and just be after, you know, I wrapped her in love and, of course, through loving myself. This led to another magic moment that happened this week when one of those mornings I was dealing with fear, I had ended up out of my habit stack and into social media before I did my other things. I really try to not do this. And I happened into a conversation in one of my groups and I was able to help someone. I was right where I was supposed to be at the right time I was supposed to be there, of course. And me on that being on the internet that wasn't in my schedule, there was a purpose to it. And she was so grateful she was in tears. And I was so joyous from being able to help. I was in tears. I was brought right back to the power of love, the power of gratitude and of being what was truly important on my quest, being abundant and just giving and receiving. What I received was a higher vibration than a pile of dollar bills could ever make me feel. It's this vibration that draws more of those piles of dollar bills, by the way. It's the abundance in our life and not just money. It's love, joy, peace, and happiness. 
I can tell you there's no better feeling in the world than the joy of helping someone. Do you guys agree? It just feels so good. I stopped and I took notice of the feeling and I let the emotion come into my body and light me up and I wept a little bit and I let that radiance move through me and I've been harnessing that feeling as much as I can as I'm working, as I'm pushing through this time where I'm creating a lot of things, really trying to live in a moment. I've been stopping when I'm outside to just be and feel the joy to watch the millions of spiders here at work. There's a ton of them, you guys. Like you can't look without seeing a spider. The bees, the hornets, the hummingbirds, just being. Especially when I see fear try to get my attention again. And at times she's really needy. (laughs) A lot. And this brings us to magical moment number 100 right now, but whatever we're on. In my meditation group, we're working on incorporating the seven spiritual laws of success in our life from Deepak Chopra's book. And we're on law, law four this week, and it's the law of least effort, which tells us if you want to know how to be, look at nature. It's effortless. The birds just fly. The grass grows. The spider spins its web. It's not hard. It's effortless flow. It just is. And it's abundant. We just need to human to just be. And the more we be and allow ourselves to feel and share naturally and to experience it from a place of wonder, the more abundance of all type naturally flows. Then, yeah, there's more. After I read this today, I heard a bit of Glennon Doyle's podcast, just a short clip where Elizabeth Gilbert had shared with her and said, you know, I think the real revolution is not the woman becoming the wild woman, the cheetah, but it's the rested woman. Where is the rested woman? Yes, yes, yes. Less is more. Again, where are the rested women? Doesn't that sound delightful to just be a rested woman? And yet we are so busy running around trying to be all things to everyone. Often this is the hardest part of what women learn when they come in the me first group or when they start meditating. This part where we step away from feeling guilty for meditating, for taking time for us to do a plan or be still or walk away or be in nature because we're conditioned to do, do, do. What if this is true, you guys? Less is more. What if? What if we're doing it all backwards? And this brings us to the heroine's journey, which is one of community and love. And it's a one you're embarking on since you're in the phase, most likely, since you're here. And we're going to get into the masculine and feminine and not meeting the male and female. Men, this is as much for you to hear as it is for women. We all have both energies. But first, I have to share with you the card I drew today because <laughs> it's not over because you're not going to believe this one. Seriously, you guys, I already had the topic of the podcast picked and uh, guess what my deck pulled? I asked it, what do my spirit guides have to share with me today? Drum roll. I drew the Tantra card. I bet you're just dying to know why that's a big deal, aren't you? I'm sure you are. So I'm going to tell you. My friends, this is the balance of the masculine and feminine energy, which is exactly the topic of this podcast today and the effortless flow and women resting. It's all in here. That's right. Being allowed to be in is right in alignment with this entire message. I had to run out actually when I pulled the card and I showed my friend Babs because I was ranting on last night about the heroine's journey and this masculine and feminine energy and all these brain babies going on. And then this morning, 
boom, what, this card? So I'm going to read to you what Sahar Rose said in here. I use the yogic path deck from her. And so it says this, you're expanding into liberation, tantra, moving past dualistic mind that judges everything as right or wrong. You are headed to the greater truth that comes from integration. The structured masculine and flowing feminine within you are merging, allowing you to move toward infinite consciousness. The mature masculine within you creates present focus, stillness, and determination. The mature feminine within you results in creativity, flow, movement, sensuality, and nurturing. Both genders require a balance of these two energies. Continue to invite all aspects of yourself, your light, your shadows, your Shakti, your Shiva, Shiva, your cognition, your intuition. Seriously, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's almost like you have to, you have to be sitting at home thinking, she, she made this stuff up. <laughs> she went and looked up what card was going to say that. I, I just didn't. It's just m- m- blowing my mind even sharing it with you right now. This is the journey, you guys. I've been on inviting all aspects of myself and starting to realize I had shoved down my feminine energy, that flowing in the moment creativity that I need just as much, that we all need just as much. Let's define the feminine and masculine qualities here, which our culture has associated with the male and female, but let's not confuse that. We're all capable of all qualities. Our society has just conditioned them into the biological sex. But masculine characteristics are associated with things like action, building, fixing things, strength, independent, assertiveness, leadership, courage, right? And the feminine traits are associated with things like flowing life, embracing creative energy, dancing, playing, grace, gentleness, empathy, humility, sensitivity, and being connected to our intuition, our inner navigation system. Look at that list, you guys. I had shoved down most of the feminine traits in there, and I know so many other women that have too. You know, I had sought what was pictured for us as success, the money, the beach house, the job, recognition and achievement for having my ducks in a row were more important than dancing and being creative, making money, producing at a high level, being very focused on my masculine energy that I saw was needed to be successful in corporate America that I was existing in. And the model that was basically laid out for me. What is your version of this? I mean, we've all grown up in this world that has been about achieving and having more, man and woman. What about your feminine qualities? Where are they on your journey? And is it not our journey back to wholeness to just start to incorporate all of them in us? I had a lot of ahas around this while reading a couple of books this past week or two that helped me understand this heroine's journey I'm on more. The first book I was led to get this, you're not going to believe what it's called. I'm just kidding. You totally will. It's The Heroine's Journey by Gail Carringer. And as I was looking for a book about writing, because I wanted to learn how to write a book from a certain viewpoint, because, well, it's how I make things happen. As we talked about in the algorithm podcast a couple of weeks ago, when I set my sights on a goal, I also set my consumption of media in that direction. I want to lose weight. I put things in my ears about weight loss. I read about weight loss. It might be gut health or someone's inspirational journey, but something that'll inspire me on that path. So I want to write a book. I'm consuming books and podcasts about writing books as I move toward this goal. I'm following authors I want to be like. 
My calendar is set to start writing after break next week, solid for the full month of October. I'm writing my book. The stage is set. Until that calendar writing times arrive, I stay focused on that goal while I'm mindful of my health and moving in my business, all the other things moving around me. I decided before I found this book, The Heroine's Journey, that I wanted to write a book to inspire others to get up and start, to start believing it is possible. I want it to be inspirational memoir that will light your fire. And as I'm an avid reader, I want it to be a page turner. I want it to be good. I want to learn how to take you, the reader, through the journey with me. So you feel my pain, but you're not turned off. So you laugh with me, perhaps cry with me a bit, but ultimately be like, hell yeah, Slayer, let's do this. I can do it too. I want you to not be able to put this book down. I want you to know my darkness and my light and for you to want to know yours and for us to love them both. I want you to see me shed my beliefs and for you to get curious about yours. I have not formally studied writing other than reading about a book a week most of my life. So I've studied other people's writing. And of course, what one picks up in high school and college. I already have the words. They're in the podcast. They're in the magic pages from the last three years. They're in my head. They're in my soul. They're in me. I just really want to put this in a structure that would guide you on the quest with me, take you with me, so to speak. I want it to be good. I want to be so proud of this book. I'm beaming so brightly. You can feel me across the continent. So having wrote all of this out, what I want the book to be, what I want the result to be, and thinking about what I want it to convey, voila, the heroine's journey fell into my lap. Boom, there you go. Ah, universe, I see you. I see you so clearly. So I've been reading it, and I love this author. This is a book on writing, a how-to, if you will, but it's as entertaining as all get out, and I'm going to start reading her fictional books, too. She's hilarious. I love her great point of view. I am so having her on the podcast someday, just as a side note, when I get this guest thing down, (laughs) maybe I need a podcast for my journey and a podcast for my guests. We'll see. So anyhow, back to the universe magic. You guys, I had it all wrong. No wonder superheroes didn't resonate with most women. The first alter ego course I built was the superhero incubator. And I kept hearing here and there from women that superheroes just didn't resonate with them. And I was like, it's cool, pick a goddess or something. But some people just couldn't move past that point. So I ended up renaming it. And because the point is to really just get beyond reality. So it didn't really matter what fictional being one picks, if it was a superhero or a goddess or a witch or whatever, that point doesn't really matter. But now I can see so clearly that I picked my character who was a hero, Slayer, she was kind of modeled after this hero image, this slaying everything. But ultimately, I was on a heroine's journey pretty much from the beginning. And there is a difference. And this gets us into understanding our masculine and feminine. And oh boy, guys, this is going to be deep. How to explain it all. I didn't really understand there was a difference in a hero's journey and a heroine's journey. I thought they were male and female, wouldn't you? And I just used the heroes because it rolled off the tongue better than super heroine. (laughs) Anyhow, it turns out that it's not a biological definition of man and woman, but a gender, meaning that a man can be on a heroine's journey and a woman can be on a hero's journey and vice versa. Of course, like the masculine and feminine we discussed earlier. 
as I started to learn more, I felt this tickle in my brain, that magic sparkle that happens when ideas start to come together. You know what I mean, you guys? They And they join in there. It's like a bunch of little sparks. And I get that aha and sometimes some incredible brain babies. It's still coming together in there. I'm only halfway through these books. So there's another one. It's also called The Heroine's Journey. But this one has a subtitle called Woman's Quest for Wholeness, which I found from this other book. And this one is more about our journey as a woman and not the writing structure. So they're both coming together with everything else you've heard and blowing my mind. So the hero, that is based on the masculine energy. This does not mean man, of course, but it's been personified that way in our culture for thousands of years or hundreds of years. This masculine energy of the hero's journey is one of solitude. It's a journey where they're on their own. They often isolate themselves. They trust very few people and they save the world single-handedly. They go through a period of loss, usually from them leaving a situation or a family or something like that happens. And then they're in battle and at the end is in victory by defeating the enemy. Think of Wonder Woman. She isn't even allowed her love at the end. She's alone off toward evil. She defeats the enemy, but ultimately is alone. And she had to leave the island. Remember, she had to leave her family. So now it gets interesting, right? And this is how I started my journey. I set off to defeat the fat, to take it down. Cut me open if you have to. Just get rid of it, no matter the cost. But as I started my journey this time, there were sparks of the heroine's journey already because of, for the first time, I was really saying I can't do it alone. I was begging for help. I asked everywhere, help me. I'm miserable. I finally cried. In the woman's quest for wholeness in the other heroine's journey book, she talks about how many of us have shunned our feminine side, often viewing our mothers as example of this because we wanted to have the acceptance that is displayed by the characteristics we saw as success in our more masculine energy world. I was like, OMG, this was me completely. I didn't want to be like my mother so badly that right up until a few years ago, I tried too hard to deny these parts of me. I didn't want to be like my mother so badly that right up until a few years ago, even I denied these parts of me that wanted to write and study and be still because and part of me saw my mom do it and it didn't look like those things were going to get me what the world show me success was. In fact, she was kind of teased for this. I also saw her in relationships that I thought weren't serving her, and I didn't want to be like that. I I didn't want to be what I viewed as trapped, weak, unproductive. I wanted to always be able to be on my own and take care of everything so I didn't need anyone. Sure, it was great if they were there, but if they went away, that was okay too. I can handle it all. Anyone else? Can you handle it all too? Or perhaps you're more like my mom, where you felt like you really want a partner in the world and would feel lost without it. Our journeys are all so different and colored by our backgrounds, but ultimately we have a common ground, men, women, all colors, sizes, shapes, and the fact that our society has shown us that masculine traits are to be more valued than the feminine. Value being shown on what we use for exchange of that, and which is money. And where is most of the money? Are we shown that this comes from the feminine traits of being flow and creativity and listening to intuition? Or are we shown we have abundance from achieving and doing, doing, doing? What are your thoughts? Think about where you see this in your life. 
As we're on this journey to wholeness, starting to love all of ourselves, the masculine and feminine, shadows and light, these fears will start to dissipate. And I saw this happen as my heart opened up and I stopped denying that I'm here in some essence to be a spiritual leader of some form. And those moments when I started to accept this divine love within me and started talking about God, the universe, she, when I fully embraced my mother. And that moment, I started to reclaim my lost feminine, and that has been my journey, transforming into a heroine's journey from the hero's journey. I started out to slay everything. That's how I got my name. I'm going to slay my goals. Do, do, do. This is what I knew how to do after all. Deadlines, goals, assessing, analyzing. Make it happen. Let's slay it. And now I set out to try to love and be. I'm still working to generate more of my feminine energy. As you know, corporate Addie still likes to rear her head. And I still like my sword. Don't get me wrong. But it's more hanging on the wall now. I've moved on to other tools. The heart sings still shooting from my hands, of course, but also the shield from my true self. When I ensure I reach the space every day in nature and meditation and writing, it keeps me protected from fear. It's inoculation from the fear. And oh boy, am I just like my mother. It's just not with religion, but with the same results, the spiritual journey. And I know she's chuckling right now. She always saw me. She would just hold space for my drive. She was always my cheerleader, but I would shun her views on things, not taking into account the different times we grew up in or really what she was going through as a woman. So fascinating to look back on and see it all line up. So what is the journey then? If it's not to do, do, do and get all the things, what do you think the journey is? We know that the hero's journey is the one that the hero goes and achieves it alone. We already talked about that. And this is the one that is shown to us over and over again that this is the journey. All the superheroes and Marvel movies, all of this. And romance novels are, you know, belittled a little bit. That's our heroine's journey, many romance novels. So the hero's withdrawal from family, society, and it leads to isolation. And then they have victory. So it's a lonesome journey. And you have some idea that our heroine's journey is going to be more based in this feminine energy, I'm sure. But remember, not necessarily female. In Gail's book, she has some great examples that uses Harry Potter and Twilight as examples of the heroine's journey. So this journey is about teams, community, togetherness, the collective, if you will. The heroine seeks balance and harmony on our quest. Unlike the hero's journey, she's asking for help. It's not perceived as a weakness, but a strength. She compromises and doesn't need to annihilate. She just loves. She collects people and community. Knowledge. Remember, our hero goes it alone. She doesn't need anyone, our hero. Our heroine gathers her team. She knows that some people are better suited to do things than her, and she leans into their expertise and champions them. Look at Harry Potter. He's a heroine. He's surrounded by his friends who help him bring balance and harmony and even has strong family ties. Most heroes don't. Most heroine journeys start from a place of loss of family where our hero often leaves his family. Again, like Wonder Woman, leaving her family. Harry's family was killed and taken away from him. 
on my path. And what I think kickstarted my journey really was the separation from my daughter in Hawaii, whom I felt like I was leaving to help my mother. And then the loss of my mother, both were losses. And these pivotal parts in the plot of my life kickstarted this quest to wholeness. Have you ever had a loss of family on your path? Or maybe a loss of another significance, like a, even a job change or something that was that like integral part of your life. Children leaving home even could be an example of this and you starting your heroine's journey. A big difference on the heroine's journey is that the heroine is seeking help and is open, readily receiving help from others and giving in the same breath. Our hero is a lone wolf. I really think it was my shift this time into starting my path to wholeness and listen, I have a ways to go and so much to learn, but I'm so grateful I said, help me. It was in that showing of what I perceived as weakness, that vulnerability, that falling to my knees and giving myself over to allowing others to be on this journey, to guide me as I needed, to trust that I was being shown what I needed in the moment and daring to, oh, go to some crazy intro to meditation course. Of course, I didn't understand this then like I do now, hindsight and all that jazz, you know. But we hear it all the time about how we have to hit rock bottom before we care. What if it's not so much the rock bottom or tragedy as the shift in the plea? Instead of I got this, I'll figure it out all on my own too because I'm a badass cheetah. We shift to show me, help me, and we start to listen. We listen to that voice inside of us, which already has the answers to that heart coherence that speaks to us through intuition. Another feminine trait we've been trained to ignore. We listen to her and we start to open our minds to the fact that our beliefs might just be that, not truth, but something we believe to be true. And in that, we're offered the opportunity for change, for new perspective. We listen and watch for opportunities to build our network, our community of support and guidance. We start to look for ways to expand our bodies, minds, and souls and do it together as a collective. We compromise, we love, we have empathy, and we create along the way. We can still lead in this capacity. It's just a capacity we give and we receive. This, my sisters and brothers, is how we change the world. We open our hearts and we begin our heroine's journey. We begin merging. We begin returning to the wholeness. We don't need the tragedy of loss to start. What if you simply get to your knees, open your heart, and say, Show me, I am ready, universe. When I was first starting out, I would make it to the top of my little mountain, huffing and puffing, and I would get up there with my heart open wide, throw my arms up and scream, I am ready, universe. I had heard somewhere that this was the thing to do. And I would weep and I would get to my knees. I didn't ask. I didn't beg. I just offered, I am ready. I am open. Now, that same person that told me to watch what you watch, what's going to come because it'll come. And that old myth did not disappoint. I'm still ready, universe. I'm still open. Are you my sisters? This was my quest. I can see it so clearly. Just as I mentioned the women in my sisterhood sharing this morning and this being part of my quest and my friend Ginny and Babs and courses I've taken and the groups I've joined, my aunts and uncles that I'm now even more connected with than I ever was, the list on my quest is endless. That part of my journey is a podcast in itself, but I think we've illustrated pretty well today how the heroine's journey is an embracing of all these 
feminine characteristics and how stepping into them helps us create the environment for ourselves to really heal and get to our wholeness. I've had so much help to finally start becoming, and I've helped others as I've started. Isn't that amazing? It's how it works. You help yourself and inevitably it helps others when you seek what it is you are meant to seek, what your heart desires. As I head off this week to continue my heroine's journey and keep building my network and community, I'd love to hear thoughts about these journeys and where you are. So please feel free to reach out and share. You can always email me slayer at namaslayer.com or look in the show notes for other links to get in touch. I really hope to see you on this quest, either in the HeartSync podcast community, in a meditation intro course, or perhaps one of the events, or even in my group. Thank you for listening. I needed to get this out of my head and my heart to you. It's still brewing around in there, and I'm only halfway through these books, so I'm sure it's going to come up again. Watch for your signs, for those synchronicities that are all around you, and grab them. Throw your arms open wide and dare to say, I am ready, universe. Until next week, my witches and bitches, slay her out. Slay her out.